Hello and welcome back to, you know what, I guess we should say this is a, a new season. Of That's right, yeah. We've been away for a little bit. Uh, been well, busy, and we're gonna cover we're gonna cover all that in our next few episodes. We're gonna cover what we've been doing, what you've been doing, because I, I want yep. you to tell everybody about your adventures in uh, uh, development. And um, there's a lot of things for us to talk about. Uh, the economy has changed drastically since our last show. Yep. Yep. We need to be talking in the next couple episodes. We're going to talk about whether your strategies are the right strategies. A lot of people get married to a strategy, or they fixate on a strategy. And when the economy changes, that changes your strategy. So we need to talk about yep. strategy. Uh, we have also had in Florida two major hurricanes. Uh, one major, major hurricane. Another one that kind of came in right after it and caused additional damage. Um, it's something that uh, I am currently taking advantage of. I'm trying to get Bill roped into to do the same. Uh, we need to talk about those opportunities. Uh, maybe on yep. this, show, it's, it's imperative we get started on those as quickly as possible. And Bill yep. has a list of things. He wants to go over too, but you know what, Bill? I know you've got a lot to say because it's been a while since either of us have been on this show, uh, and then I got more to say at the end of the show too because we have lots of just other other things going on. Yeah, yeah. So, so first of all, welcome uh, to everybody to episode one eighty two of the Investor Guys Podcast one eighty two. And hey, look, if you want to catch up on anything on the archive, go to Investor Guys Podcast. Dot com investorguyspodcast.com uh you can also reach kevin or i just by doing kevin at investorguyspodcast.com or doing me at investorguyspodcast.com i have an alarm going off somewhere here. <laughs> investorguyspodcast.com as well <laughs> so um do not um miss any of those other broadcasts I'm about to fix this because it's not wanting to behave. So, ta da! <laughs> Technology at its finest. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, Kev, so I, I was looking at, I was, I'm writing this article and I just got the first draft done on it. I thought we'd I'd share it with everybody on the show today, which is the, the quick things that I look for. And I'll tell you what inspired this. I read this article. Uh, about a guy that said he was a real estate investor. And I read the article, I just, uh, I think the guy was really a real estate agent, but he didn't say that. Uh, so he talked about the top 14 red flags that he sees when he run from these investments if you see this. And I'm reading through the article and I'm howling. I am just, it's just like Comedy Central wrote this thing. Because as a real estate investor, as a real real estate investor, these are actually things that I'm looking for all the time. And I'm just like, this guy is out of his mind, doesn't know anything about investing because this is exactly the stuff that we talk about. So the very first thing that his big red flag was, oh, you don't ever want to buy a house that has foundation problems. I look for foundation problems on a regular basis. Foundation problems are fixable, but because they scare people so much, you can get a great buy in a property that has foundation issues. Now, you got to have a quality foundation repair company that you are aligned with. And the key there is making sure that you've got a foundation company that does a lifetime transferable warranty. All right, so let's talk about that piece of it uh, just for a minute. You have to get a copy of the warranty and you have to read it 
because there are outs in every warranty like that. So you need to know what they are. The company that I use, and I've been using for almost 30 years now, when I sat down and, and combed through the warranty, it was about six pages, I found buried toward the back, just in the middle of a paragraph, is if you don't notify them within 10 days of selling the property of who the new owner is, it voids the warranty. So you want to make sure that you get a copy of the warranty and then you read it. So you, and it's like with my deal, that's not a big deal. It's a big deal if you didn't know it. And you said, oh yeah, you sold this house. You have got a lifetime transferable warranty on it. And then something happens and, oh, well, your warranty's void because we didn't do something. So made it very simple, just knowing what to do. The second piece of that is understanding what the, the guarantee is or the warranty is. They're not warranting that the entire foundation will never have any issues. They're given a warranty or a guarantee on their work. So if the left front corner of the house dropped two or three inches and they came in and repaired that, then what's going to happen is that left front corner is guaranteed. If the right rear corner drops, that wasn't their work. That's not what they're guaranteeing. So as long as you understand that process, then you look at now we're down to pricing. You're down to what kind of repair are they doing? There's several different forms out there. Some of these companies use uh, steel rods, beams. Literally, they'll drive them down into the ground until they hit a bedrock. And then they'll use the beam to steady the foundation. Uh, the most common is piers. Concrete piers are usually a uh, foot to 16 inches tall, and they're about eight inches around. And, uh, and they'll, same thing, they'll get down to bedrock, and then they'll set these piers, and they'll just stack up like Lincoln logs until they get up under their house. They'll have hydraulic jacks under the house that get the house level. And then they'll get these piers and they'll cut the last one till it fits just perfect. Uh, and those are the two most common types of foundation repair for a slab foundation. Now, if you got pier and beam, uh, that's the easiest thing in the world to fix. Uh, so make sure that you understand one foundation is not something to be freaked out about. It's to understand how do I go about doing this? Uh, I've, can't remember the last house that I bought. And of course, in Texas, foundation uh, issues are extremely common. I, I just can't remember the last house I bought that didn't have something going on foundation-wise. When you meet with your contractors, negotiate price. Sorry, sir, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, it boils down to a line item, okay? And whether it's foundation or whether it's like these properties that we're going to be getting in, in Florida that were damaged by Ian and it's water damage or it's, it's roof damage or whatever it is. It's a matter of how much is it going to cost us to have that repair done? How much is it going to cost us to acquire this property? How much is it going to cost us to hold this property? That's our cost of our money, our maintenance, our insurance, our, our property taxes, everything else. And how much am I going to make when I sell this property? If all of those numbers come together and I'm making a profit, then it's a good deal. It does not matter what is wrong with the property because I guarantee you there is somebody out there who can fix it. There is a contractor yep. out there whose job it is to do that repair. So find out what yep. that cost is. And one of the better benefits of projects like this, these projects that 
people don't want to get involved in is it usually makes the property more affordable for us. It usually makes it easier yep. for us to acquire. There's fewer people who are interested in it. So it makes it easier for us. I love buying fire damaged properties because I know how easy it is to go in and yep. pull the skins off of all the walls and, and repair them. So, yeah. and speaking of fire damage, you know, water damage is repairing water damage is almost exactly the same process. So same kind of thing. People run from that stuff, but I'm telling you, as Kevin will tell you, look, you get your best deals when you start looking at where other people, other investors aren't clamoring to buy this house because it's got foundation, because it's got fire damage, because it's got water damage. Those are the kind of, it's got mold in it, which is obviously water damage. But those kind of issues are where guys like Kevin and I, the pros that are out doing this and have been doing it for years, um, you find out that, wow, uh, we don't run from those things. We run to those things. Yes, that's, that's what, what money I was just like the first responders, you know, the first responders yeah. say they run to danger. Those are the things that we run to. Regular yeah. people, they're running away. We run to, we're up on a break. Actually, we're past the break. So let's take that break, break really quick and then we will be right back. And we are back. And today we're talking about everything real estate, honestly. We have got so much to cover because we've been gone for, for all these months. There's, there's, we've got our next 10 shows easy. Uh, as far as topics, um, Bill's talking about an article he is writing based upon an article. We actually covered this article, believe it or not, last year. Um, so he's, he's, he's going over the article that he's writing um, that is a dichotomy based upon what an article was that he read. And what's funny is we see these things written all the time. And people assume because they're reading it on the internet or they're reading it in a magazine or they're reading it in a newspaper or something like that, that it's gospel. And it just is not, okay? Do not believe yeah. everything that's being told to you. And those are some things that we need to talk about as well because I am seeing people doing crazy things right now based upon the buzz that's going on. Based upon, oh, you should be wholesaling. Oh, you could be doing this and you should be doing that. I've seen people set up whole companies and they're setting themselves up for failure based upon the wrong strategy for the wrong time. That's another show. We'll do that in a little bit. Uh, go ahead and continue on with this list. All right. So we got through uh, foundation issues and, and covered that pretty good. And, and if you have any questions at all, you can email Kevin or I either one at Kevin at InvestorGuysPodcast.com, InvestorGuysPodcast.com, or you can uh, meet Bill at InvestorGuysPodcast.com. That's just a question. We'll be more than happy uh, to get your questions answered, and we may end up using them on the show. Uh, so <clears throat> in these uh, other issues that some people think of are red flags and you should run, and Kevin and I think of are green flags and you should run to them, uh, one is odor, odor in a property. And there's a, yeah, there's a bazillion types of odor. The, the one that gets the most attention is, is uh, cat urine, uh, and it's pretty smelly. Yeah, but yeah, you look at that, and Kev, I got to tell you this. I don't know if I've ever actually shared this on, on a show or not. Uh, I was taking some students out. I was buying a property, and I said, hey, we're going to go look at a bunch of properties, several of which I have under contract. We're going to go look at those and show you why I bought them, what their costs are, here's what we're doing, blah, blah, blah. So I, I said, there are three that I want to go see that I looked at online, and the numbers look like they may work, but I want to uh, look at them in person. And so we'll go look at those. Well, one of them 
had a a hazard sign on it, a biohazard sign on the front door. And I'm like, wow, I've been doing this for, gosh, 37 years now, something like that, some crazy number. And I've never seen a biohazard warning on the door of a residential property that I'm going to look at. And so the people that were there were like, we're not going in, are you? I'm like, well, of course I'm going in. And I went, there's some issue in there. And I'm like, I know it. I want to find out what it is. Because there was nothing on the posting that said it. So I opened the door. And the only time in my life I had ever seen this, and I, I don't even know how you do this, but the entire bottom floor, and Kevin, when I say the entire floor, I don't mean there was a lot. I mean, there was the entire floor. You could not step on the floor and not step on dog feces. The entire floor. I was like, this almost looks like somebody did this on purpose to, to make some kind of weird claim or something because this is just bizarre. But that's what it was. So now it didn't have a whole lot of odor. But cat urine has odor that you can smell a long way away. Uh, I picked up a mold house one time that was literally covered in mold. We, like we talk about fire damage and, and water damage in the first segment, mold a lot of times can get out of control uh, to the point that you're going to do it just like if it were a fire damage. So you're going to strip off all of the sheetrock and, uh, and there's a whole process to do that. And I'm just going to jump forward to uh, that's not something that scares me at all. Mold is a water issue. Once you get the water stopped, killing and containing future mold growth is not near the, the issue that the mold remediation world would like you to think because they wouldn't be able to charge the money that they do uh, if as long as the, they can make you think that, oh my gosh, this is the craziest thing under the sun. So the point of that was, this house was covered in mold. It is July in Texas. And July in Texas is exactly what you think it is. It's like being out in the desert. <clears throat> it is pretty toasty. So I, I parked on the street, regular subdivision. I'm parked on the street. I get out of my truck and I can smell the mold from the street. I'm like, oh my gosh. I was uh, married at the time and my wife was like, I am not getting out of the car. I am not. It, just shut your door. I don't want to smash. It's crazy. Uh, and so I went in and it had 18 inches of standing water. So it was a split level home. A water leak from a toilet had been happening from the upstairs, one of the upstairs bath. And by the way, it was still going on. And it wasn't a big leak, but it had been running for probably a month. Uh, and nobody had even cut the water off. I went and had a T-bar in my uh, truck and, and cut the water off at the street. Uh, and because it was a split level, I had a walkout basement. And I went downstairs and, and opened the doors. And, and this water ran out for several minutes. That was all fun stuff. But mold everywhere had grown uh, on the walls, completely covered the walls. had grown, had met itself on the ceiling. So it was hard to breathe in there. From, couldn't be in there more than a few minutes at a time. And so when 
I had the crew come out. They were wearing real respirators, not like the, the goofy COVID mask, which did absolutely nothing. They would all died if they had been wearing those stupid masks. They were wearing in real. Embrace. Yeah, they were wearing uh, uh, real respirators. Yeah, charcoal filtered on each all that kind of stuff. And and the first thing we did was just get all the sheet rot down. And doing that alone took care of 95% of the smell so that you could go in and easily work in it going forward. But odor is a great tipper of a hand for a property that, hey, I can get a great deal in this property. It could be uh, I bought property that's had um, rats, mice, that have died in walls and you know after a while that'll go away but man you get you get a couple of months there that you get some pretty intense odor and people just run from that stuff uh, and all you got to do is locate it uh, which is not near as hard as it sounds and so odor can be a big tipper for this is a good deal when you buy a property that people have smoked in for years and you go in and just go Man, and, and the, the walls have turned yellow. There's so much nicotine that has been uh, consumed in that house. Those are great values that you can get. And uh, technically pretty easy to repair. I'm not going to say lay down repairs, but, but pretty easy repair. You'd be amazed at what um, just getting the sheetrock place does. So, we're up on a break, but we're going to talk about uh, some more of this stuff on our last segment, which is coming up. We are back, and this is our last segment of the show. Um, one of the things that Bill and I have been talking about, one of the things I'm already on myself, and Bill and I are putting together a company to do this, is taking advantage of properties that were damaged by Hurricane Ian at the end of September. Um, I have done this before with... Yep. Trina, I, I'm going all the way back to Andrew. I think Andrew was the first uh, first time I ever started buying properties that were damaged from a natural disaster. Uh, right after Andrew, I started buying properties in California, which is where I'm living at the time, right after the Northridge quake that were damaged from natural disasters. This is something that is a huge, giant, flashing beam to get your attention, okay? Yeah. This is something that... It's covered on the news internationally, okay? We know that there are property damage. We know that people are going to be walking away from properties. We know that there are opportunities whenever we see something like this. Yeah. And right now, if you're not hearing that siren call, okay, uh, then you probably need to change your tuning or something because <laughs> opportunities abound. And we'll talk about a few of those. I want to talk about those really quickly. Before we talk about some of the things we have to do for repairs, okay? Um, in 2004, because of Hurricane Andrew, actually, in 2004, Florida changed all of their building codes, okay? One of the things that they're going to be looking at, one of the big factors that they're going to be looking at in these Hurricane Ian damaged properties, anything that has to have 50% or more of repair, when the insurance company says, 50% of this structure is damaged or 50% is going to have to be repaired. Or when you do these repairs, it's going to require this, this, and this because of the hurricane code, which is going to put you at 50%. The entire property will have to meet the new 2004 codes. That means any property that was built before 2004, and there's a lot of them. There's a lot of properties that were built in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s 
in South Florida in the Fort Myers Beach, Fort Myers Cape Coral area that are damaged now by the, this, this hurricane. Any of those properties are now, as far as most homeowners are concerned, and as far as most insurance companies are concerned, a total loss because they're going to yep. have to take that entire house down in order to repair it. As real estate investors, okay, we can go in and we can find different opportunities to go in. Maybe it isn't actually a full 50%. Maybe it's 49% repair that we need to do, which allows us to repair the building without having to replace the building. Worst case scenario, and, and Bill, you probably heard this, this strategy used before, and this is one I love using. Worst case scenario, we bulldoze the entire property except for one corner of the property. We literally two walls up. Then we are not rebuilding the property. We do not need new permits. We do not need it. We can actually do a whole new floor plan, but it is considered a remodel. So we can get a remodel done. So we've got the resources to do get a remodel done in six to eight months. Totally brand new structure that meets the building code for Florida. And it's not a new construction project where if you bulldoze, if if the county comes in or somebody comes in and bulldozes that property, it's a vacant lot now. And you have to start over from zero. So you're talking about over a year's worth of time in this process of getting all those, all those, everything taken care of, the permits, everything before you've got time to even get started. So that's one of the strategies is a worst case scenario. And again, if it's worth it to buy that property, because it's pennies on the dollar now, because it's yep. totally, a lot of people are going to price that property as an empty lot. What is the value of that lot minus what someone's going to have to come in and bulldoze it? Because remember that lot has to be bulldozed before anybody can do it. So they will actually sell that lot for less than the value of the lot because it has a structure on it. Now we can buy that. We can build another structure <clears throat> on top. This is Florida is, and we've talked about this before, the most booming economy for yep. real period. 10 yep. top 12 markets in Florida, or sorry, in, 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 the, in the America for real estate are in Florida. Eight of those are in the areas that were affected by Hurricane Ian. If we go ahead and go all the way as far north as Tampa. Um, Tampa is one of the top, the fastest growing markets in the U.S. Not a whole lot of damage in Tampa, but the areas that we're talking about are just south of Tampa. Opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. Now, really yep. quick, before we talk about some of the types of damage we're going to look at, I want to put this out there. This is something that Bill and I have talked about really quick. Bill and I are putting together, we're going to be there back and forth. We're going to, we're going to be taking advantage of these purposes. If anybody is interested in putting together a group for one weekend, maybe a three-day weekend while we are out there, we will do an event where we actually go over the different opportunities, maybe even go look at some of these properties uh, if you want to get Okay. This is not where there's only a certain couple pieces of pie. This is a big, giant, enormous pie. The more people that are there to take advantage of these, the better it is going to be for the local economy. It means they bounce back, they rebound faster. To have honest, ethical, moral investors that are there helping out the market, helping out the individuals who have their properties, that is something that we also want to be able to bring to the table for this market. So if this is something that you're interested in joining us, send us an email. You can send it to contact at investorguyspodcast.com. 
investorguyspodcast.com. You can send it to Bill at investorguyspodcast.com. You can send it to Kevin at investorguyspodcast. Just let us know that you're interested. We don't have a date set up, but if we have enough people that are interested, we will set up a date. We will get it done. Just let us know. Bill, real quick, because we got about two or three minutes and uh, we're, we're, we're done with our time, but let's talk about some of the damages that we're going to see when we go to South Florida, the, 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 the Gulf yeah. Coast. One of the most beautiful places anybody is ever going to go in the world. If you've never been to the Gulf Coast of Florida, prepare to have your breath taken away. Yeah. Well, you could go Gulf Coast from, from Florida all the way over through uh, Mississippi going into Louisiana, and you've got that white sugar sand. But, yeah, so, um, well, obviously, roof is going to be, when we're talking about uh, hurricanes coming through, that's going to be one of the first things that's going to go. Same thing. We do a lot of that here, not hurricanes, but tornadoes. Uh, and what's the first thing that happens? Typically, it's roof. And so you got to know the code because I know you guys have a very different code because of hurricanes than what we do here. And we don't have to do any strapping uh, on our roofs here. Uh, but you guys do. So that that roof issue is something that becomes crucial. Again, you got to know your contractor. You got to know that you're not going to get robbed blind trying to get in. What we tell all of our contractors is, this is not an insurance claim. I'm an investor that I bought this property. I'm going to be paying you out of pocket. Uh, and that helps to keep the cost down many, many times. I also have certain contractors that will say, hey, if it's not an insurance claim, uh, I don't want to work. I don't want to uh, put a, your roof on. I want to go somewhere else and, and uh, get that insurance money. So, but roof is something that is going to be affected almost on every one of these properties. Yes. And another another. Honestly, one of the biggest dangers in a hurricane is 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 surge. It's storm surge. Uh, a lot of people can survive the wind, you know, but the storm surge is when the flooding comes in, and in many places it is as high as eight feet. The storm surge is what actually wiped out that whole. Uh, if you've ever been to Fort Myers Beach, you know exactly where Times Square is. Wiped out that whole Times Square area. Water just came in and washed everything away. That water is now soaked into drywall it's soaked into wood it's soaked into everything in these properties and in florida it is even in the summertime it is in the 80s okay and it's still a little bit humid even in the summertime so you've got all that stuff cooking and all the stuff that mold likes which is heat darkness and water and all that stuff is going to affect the value of the property when an insurance person comes in and i'll tell you what they don't they don't train insurance people. They don't go to school or anything else. They give them a basic set of guidelines to look at, boxes to tick off. And when that insurance adjuster comes in and they start ticking off boxes, okay, then they say, well, it's going to cost X amount of dollars, X amount of dollars, X amount of dollars, based upon a program that they have in their computer. Not actual working knowledge, but a program that they have in their computer, okay? When they start putting all of that together, they're going to say, well, this is, this, this is going to be a loss. This is going to be a complete loss. And I've seen that before. I've seen people say, well, this is a complete loss. Insurance company says it's, 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 it's garbage. It's this, it's that. And unless it's red tagged and has to be torn down, okay? And, and there's even ways to, to deal with that. But unless it's red tagged and has to be torn down, um, I, I'm ready to jump in and take a look at it, okay? If it's red tagged, I want to talk to the county and I want to find out if there is a way to have that red tag status removed from the property, okay? Is there, is there an actual structural danger? Uh, is there something that I can do to mitigate that structural danger so I don't have to have that red tag status? And a lot of times we can have property taken out of red tag status, but there are two different things. That we, yeah. But again, I've been told something was a total loss and I, I, 
been dumbfounded that they wrote it off as a total loss because it was something that was a simple fix. It was something that was thousands of dollars literally to fix, not tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars. Because an insurance adjuster did not know what they were doing. They were just ticking boxes. They were just looking at programs. They didn't know what they were doing. Um, these are opportunities that we're going to be looking for. These are opportunities that we're going to take advantage of. These are opportunities that you should be looking for, regardless of a hurricane, regardless of an earthquake, regardless of a tornado or anything else. These are opportunities you need to be looking for locally, because I promise you, even though there's not a hurricane where you are, there are people who have pipe leaks. There are people who have fire damage. There are people yep. who have uh, pet damage and all these other things that, that, that affect the value of a house when an insurance adjuster comes in and takes a look at it. Uh, anything to say in closing there, Bill? No, but a, a great chunk of knowledge there from you. Thank you, sir. Hey, make sure that you are sharing this with your friends, your real estate investor friends, and people that want to learn about real estate investing. Share this with them. Let them come over and, uh, and join us. Tick off the like button. Get subscribed to make sure you don't miss uh, any of our future podcasts and uh, I say we uh, we put a wrap on 182, sir. Yes. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you back here soon. Bill, my friend, I will talk to you later on. See you, everybody. Bye.